Some days are terrible, you wish that you were dead And some days are magical, like great banana bread Someday we'll be friends with the voices in our heads The voices in our heads Yo, what up, what up, what up? How you doing? Welcome to another episode of The Voices in Our Heads. I'm Christina Marie Hutchinson. Born February 19th, 1980, in Pennsylvania. Don't do my chart or do it. Um, I'm so happy you're here. Congratulations on not killing yourself, guys. Life is tough. It's really brutal. It's cold now. That's another thing you got to deal with if you live on the East Coast. Um, I am excited for this episode because I'm here today joined by one of my beautifulest pals, Olivia. Olivia Stone. Hello. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hello. 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 Hey, Mama. How are you doing? She's in, from, she's in from Los Angeles. I'm in from Los Angeles. California. Yes. Um, and so I was just going to go through a bunch of topics, read a, a excerpt from a, a self-help book at the end, and do what I normally do, but just with my co-pilot, Olivia. Um, my legs don't work because we went jogging. Twice, not once, twice. Christina is so. a new jogger. She's she's looking to become a part of the running community. Yeah, I got the shoes. I totally get the runners high because you're breathing in oxygen. Yes, we don't breathe. We don't breathe that often. You know, like we don't. We don't. We don't. We don't breathe in deeply, except when we're smoking a cigarette or running mm-hmm. or working out, doing mm-hmm. some type of physical fitness. So um, the runners high seemed so elusive. You know, even though I wasn't a runner, I'm like, some people get it and some people don't. Like, do you get the runner's high? I'm like, and then some people like are very adamantly, like, I've never had it. But really, you, it's like scientifically, everybody probably gets it to some extent because you're just taking in so much oxygen. We ran two fucking miles, not to brag. No, no, we, but we, we ran more shit. I feel like we ran more than that. I think we did 2.5. 2.5 miles. <laughs> I'm the fucking shit. Here, also the ship. I will say, I can't move downstairs. My legs are jello, and to the point where <laughs> the legs muscles just don't work. I'm walking like a bit. Ba- you know when a when a deer gives birth and the the deer baby falls out the mother deer's vagina, yeah, and onto the ground. Which what a cruel entrance, huh? But they don't care, which makes you feel like a real pussy. But um the deer falls onto the ground and like all covered in goo and then it's trying to walk and it's just trying, that's how I'm walking. <laughs> and it's so funny to you're, me, when you're your Bambi. muscles, yeah, yeah, yeah. When your muscles don't work, it's really, it's just, it's funny. It's goo. Yeah. But you're a runner, Ollie. I've, I've been running for a minute. Yeah. Yeah. I've been running for a minute. I enjoy it. It's, 10 it's, years now, right? A, a little more than that, I think, but like yeah. that's solidly like how long I could say. Yeah. And it's, uh, I was just telling Christina earlier that I love it so much because it's this free exercise you can get. Yeah. Sounds of, you know, maybe buying your shoes and some replacement runner clothes. It's free exercise. It's and awesome. the oxygen is free. The oxygen is free. The, the, for now. And your theory. For and your, fucking now, the oxygen is fucking free. That's just true. Just kidding. I'm being, that's I'm true. being facetious. No, no, you're right. But uh, the the whole, uh, you know, you get time to yourself and you're in your head and hopefully you can turn your brain off when you're running. I know that I can. Sometimes I just have all the emotions and cry and can actually write while I'm, I write like songs while I'm running. That's cool. And that could happen. You could come up with bits and shit because you're like, you're, you're just, you're unlocking this like you know energy uh, well it's it's meditative it's very meditative yes. you put yourself in a trance yes one of the reasons why i love running is because i can't talk and run at the same time i'm not that advanced not yet. yet and um and but i don't want to talk i talk all goddamn day i talk on microphones all goddamn day and then when i'm at my house i talk to my dog i talk to my boyfriend i talk to whoever's at my house if no one's at my house i talk to myself and i'm just like shut the sometimes i'm like dude Shut the fuck up, Christina. Like, not to me in a shamey way, but just like, I don't want to talk. Yeah. And I never not talk. Yeah. And it's so, it's so nice to not talk. Turn your brain off. I fucking love it. Yeah. This is, it's like um, transcendental meditation. You're supposed to get a mantra and repeat it for the, you know, over and over again for 20 minutes. And you always end up, of course, you know, thoughts come in. 
Mm-hmm. And then you, re- when you remember your thinking, you go back to the mantra, we go. Yeah. But with running, it's painful and you have to push yourself and it's beautiful and it's, you're getting so much oxygen to your blood and you wear cute shoes and you see other runners and you're like, we are alike. Oh, runner to runner, bro. You do a great job. Mm-hmm. Just want to say as a runner, as a fellow fucking runner, you know what I have to say to you as a runner? That's it. <laughs> Because we're out here running. You know? We're out here running. Yeah. And plus, you, anyone else that runs is going to have that same understanding. They're going to have those same struggles. They're all going to be a little bit different. Like maybe their knee hurts them or they, mm-hmm. you know, like there's something different today, to push through. Yeah. You know, I was telling you today how I got runner's feet and it was fucking gross. You had a toenail come off. Dude, it was fucking gross. I, how'd that toenail come back, though? Sir, it did come back. Corinne got a missing toenail. She don't know how to get it back. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> she was asking about like, pla- like what surgeries can you get other than a tattoo of a toenail? And I was like, I don't know, girl. And we, she asked it on guys we fucked. And the, like, how long a one- did she lose it? Mm, I don't know, a couple years maybe, but oh, I'm, I'm really also just is, guessing. It's really gone. Yeah, it's gone. Sometimes they grow back. This one grew back. Yeah, okay. It fully it's fell back. off? Fully fell off. Yowza. I you was just running... took off a shoe and there was a toenail in it? Okay. Well, no. So I just had been, I had started to get very into running so much so where I was like running like eight miles almost every what day. What the fuck? That's crazy. I just, I was thinking I was going to start to run a marathon. I haven't done it yet. I've pulled back. You can do it. Sure. But it's not my focus, but I was just learning how to run a lot. And I, your feet, you're, you're sweaty, you're in these sweaty clothes and then you go home. And then there's some times where I just wouldn't take my shoes off and that I've been warned. They're like, take your shoes off. And I'm like, okay. And then I, like I said, yeah, I, it just kind of wiggled off the toenail. And that's a big cross. <laughs> it shimmied it on just, off. Yeah. It kind of just <laughs> became Bye, very loose. And then I'm like, oh, this is totally rank. <laughs> this is fucking human shit that I'm not ready for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I start to Google it, toenail fall off. And it's because- <laughs> Toenail fall off. Your, your feet are sweaty and it's hitting your shoe and it's hitting it as you're running. You're hitting, 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 hitting. It's just hitting the tip. And that's just the tip. Just the tip, you know? So I've been pulling back. I pulled back after that. I was like, fuck, I don't want runner's toe. Yeah, runner's toe. You don't want nothing to happen to your toes. They're already ugly enough as it is, dude. <laughs> Are they? Sure. Why? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe they they're not look, then. I think they're so ugly. <laughs> Come on. Well, you don't have to love your toes. You don't have to think they're I not. I love you everything else think... about me, but my fucking feet. <laughs> so your feet's your thing. Your feet's your ick. <laughs> yeah. That's not bad. Because feet right. you can hide. Just put socks on. For sure. Except. That's why I walk in socks all the time and my feet are always, the bottom of my feet are always dirty. Yeah. They're like, why are you guys such dirty socks? I'm like, because I ain't trying to look at my fucking feet, dude. <laughs> if you don't want to look at your own feet, uh-oh. That sucks. But, you know, everybody's got some part of them that you're like, I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to look at it. I'm not going to turn the lights on. I'm not going to. We're just going to keep that one in the dark. In baby Jesus' eyes, Christina, we're perfect. But... That's very true. And I agree. Mm-hmm. But we live in America. We do. And if you have gotten early feet, you're going to get judged for it. For sure. Now, you don't have to care. No. I could get a pedicure too. I could try harder. I just don't. It's so much time. (laughs) Pedicure I like though because then you could check your emails. Like you can work while you're doing it. That's the New York mentality. You're right. Uh, It is, you know, when when somebody from Los Angeles is staying with you, you do, it is it not on purpose. It just happens to be a mirror to how fast my pace actually is as a New Yorker. I'm just like, we got to be out of the door by this time. We got to be to the, and I'm like, wow, I run a tight ship. (laughs) And you know, I, I know chill. that I have I have a bit of a um, stoner time, and I'm aware of that. <coughs> but you, you really, yeah, the, the tightest, get shit done. the tightest shit, my friend, the yeah. tightest. And I get plenty of shit done, but yours yeah. is by a finite, perfect schedule. Well, because I that's for me, it's what it takes for me to get stuff done. No if doubt. I feel sloppy or if I don't, I can't just, I won't get stuff done if I don't have. By this time, we do this. By this, I'll just go play piano all day. Yeah, dude. So oh, it's, that'd it's, be fucking sweet. It is sweet. That's yeah. why I can fall victim to uh, my ADD and just go, what? And then just start cleaning or something. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, if I don't run a tight ship, uh, I, it's done. Yeah. I, I don't get anything done. Yeah. So um, that's fun. We had a guy come over to, uh, yesterday. No, it's this morning. Yes. Because our my toilet was clogged. But it wasn't like, like it seemed like it was clogged from pee. Anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> This guy comes in and it's the one maintenance guy in my building that just looks like not like he's having a good time. Like he looks upset. He kind of always has a frown on his face, right? He always has a frown. 
And whenever he's outside, I think he smokes, does he smoke cigarettes? Or he's just outside because he's doing something outside. Yelling and he's people. always yelling, like he's he's complaining to somebody on the phone, but he sounds like stressed out. Like, mm. so I'm like, oh, there's not a lot of people that work in the building that I live in that are like, they have like really wonderful attitudes to the point where I'm like, you make my day better kind of attitude, which is nice. You don't have to have that attitude. They just do. So he sticks out because he doesn't, but I feel for him. But he was the one who shut up to unclog the toilet. And I was like, okay, so that's why he got a more morose glare because you have to just unclog people's shit all day. That sucks, dude. That sucks. You deserve more than that. But um, it's got to be done by somebody. So he was unclogging the toilet. He was there for about, I don't know, 15 minutes. 15 minutes. And we were just minding our own business, kind of getting ready to start the day. And then, then he took the snake, you know, that little snake device. And then all of a sudden, what was the noise? You honestly, did it perfectly at the honestly, sushi place. It was, it was complete silence from the bathroom for a minute. And then a little snake noises. And then a... Oh, <laughs> like he got the shivers. That was it. Just a... <laughs> like he saw a ghost. The only noise. And I just go... Because <clears throat> I just haven't been in the bathroom for a few hours. So I just... It was me. It was Dana. I don't care. Um, but I... I don't oh want to know. What he, I don't want to like, know what he saw. You don't want the guy that does that all the time. You don't want to hear him go oh, like he saw <laughs> first. <laughs> yes, it was like a double cringe, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway. um. Oh, I wanted to also take the time. Okay, so I have gigs coming up. Okay, okay, and I want you to come to them. First of all, I host group therapy once a week. On my Patreon, patreon.com slash Christina Hutchinson. You can do a free trial, seven-day free trial. All of the audio from all the group share piece gets uploaded to the Patreon. So if you can't make it, you can submit a question. I will read it up top. It's like a personal privatized podcast just for you, starring you. Um, and I'm really excited about it. So sign up for that. Follow me on social media at Christina Hutch. But also come see me live, motherfucker. If you're in New Brunswick, New Jersey, January 4th through the 6th, bitch. I got five shows. Not a lot of tickets sold. Maybe since I've been promoting them, they have been. But um, that don't don't buy into the lie on the website that there's a low ticket alert. <laughs> the guy's just doing that to to manipulate you to buy them. But I but I hope it works because I want you to buy tickets. Uh, the Stress Factory, New Brunswick, January fourth through the sixth, and uh, I got a couple other dates. February first, guys, we fucked live at the Midnight Theater. That's gonna be fun. What else? What else? February 9th and 10th, I'm going to be at Bananas Comedy Club in Hasbrook Heights, New Jersey. I'm doing a New Jersey tour, baby. February 14th, Los Angeles, main room of, main room of the comedy store Excellent. on Valentine's Day. Yeah. And then March 22nd and 23rd, Springfield, Missouri, the Blue Room. I got the name of the venue. GarcinaHutchinson.com for tickets. Um, and... Uh, Okay, so I just have some random thoughts. So on this podcast, it's just stream of consciousness, mm. you know? And this one thing, which it kind of segues in from the toilet guy, the sad man okay. taking the shit out of my piping. Um, or I assume that's what he was doing. That's he, what that noise sounded like. The oh, He extracted the dump. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what embarrass... Wait, what did I write down? What embarrasses me? Does it embarrass other people? And that's very helpful for me, not for them. Okay, so what I mean by that is, I think, I don't know that anybody deals with embarrassment well, but I particularly, there's certain areas in my life where I work hard to avoid embarrassment. Like we were saying earlier, would you rather have a booger on your nose or something in your teeth? Something in my teeth. Something in my teeth. For some reason. Because that's absolutely, for some reason, everyone happens to everyone but the fucking, you don't look stupid with something in your teeth yeah but a big green booger on the tip of your nose or on your cheek i just on your cheek that happens sometimes if you know you do a little so. wipe and then you oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. anything can happen that totally. one's a little more rare but you, you know typically it's like around here right or oh god and if it's by your lip even worse i just oh my god yeah 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 the lip now ones you were fine but you know yeah i had just a, a little boogie yeah but it was you so and i wasn't was embarrassed me. i'm fam but um it's, I think the best way to get over an embarrassment is to be around somebody who that same thing happens to and they don't get embarrassed. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh, this is a choice. Cool. <laughs> yeah. cool, 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 yeah. cool. Um, oh, this is a good one. Because I've been faced with these a couple, like lately, just examples of these. They're adults, but they would tell me how they reacted. Like people who have 
um, mentally ill parents, parents who bully them, parents who don't like them, any of that. Uh, I envy, I envy the kid who's being mistreated by their parents at a young age, but has a good attitude about it. Have you ever met one of those where they're like, the kid's like wiser than the parent. And he, like in my head, he wears glasses, but he's like, I know that however you're treating me, I, don't, I can't pinpoint what you're doing right now, but it doesn't feel good. And I know that's your problem, not mine. I met a couple adults in the last year that would tell me like they had a similarly mentally ill parents. And I always, I'm always curious how people deal with it because I get some tips, you know, or some perspective. And uh, I've been running into a lot of people that were like, I just told my parents, you don't know how to love me. And I can't really, you can't really be in my life, but I love you. And I can love you from afar. That's the healthiest for me. I'm like, that smooth? It was that smooth for you. Damn. They're so wise. Were they much younger than us or older no. than us? No. Uh, one was a little older. One uh-huh. was our age. <sighs> I don't know. Isn't that nice? It's so comforting. Some to people know are that... just born strong. Yeah. Were they born? Were they born? Oh. Or maybe they earned the strength. I well, I mean, I, did I, I didn't earn the strength because I don't feel very. Maybe feel earning like it's not the right word. Maybe it's mean. like, uh, yeah, some people are just born with grit, and some people are pussies like me. <laughs> I, I mean, think I you're do. Somewhere in the middle. I'll do the thing anyway. Yeah. But I'll complain about it and go, I don't like this yeah. the whole time. Yeah, Jeff. Oh, there's this guy who's kind of hot. I kind of have a crush on him on Instagram. Who gives? Oh, he gives tips. I saved a couple of these videos. He gives tips. On how to, he's a trial lawyer and he gives tips on how to handle information, like certain, certain conversational situations. So if you're dealing with a narcissist, if you're dealing with somebody who one up is one trying to one up you, if you're dealing with somebody who's screaming at you, uh, who's really hot headed, if you're de- like all kinds of things that are, that are tricky in the moment, yeah. if you have a little preparation on how to deal with them, for me, a heads up can save my life. Uh, it really can. Um, let me get to one of these and I'm going to show you. So I'm going to show you. Okay. Here's one. What to do when someone's stolen. What to say when comes, what to say to somebody who complains to you, how to stop having the same argument. That's a good one. Same argument over and over. Number one, find the issue. And let me let you in on a little secret. That argument you keep having, that issue you keep repeating, it's kinda hot. that's not the issue. For the that, way you're going to have talks, to go deeper. It's not the budget that you have a problem me. with. It's the feelings of trust. It's not that thing you said last week. It's the self-esteem that hasn't recovered yet. If you haven't heard the end of it, then you haven't heard the heart of it. Number two, so when the argument does come back around, instead of falling in the trap of getting into the same issue and argument and going, oh, this again, you're going to break the cycle by saying this phrase, help me understand how it makes you feel. And number three, sorry about that. I had a work call and the sun went down. So time change. What What's a pitch Number three is get a commitment. And what that sounds like is, can we agree that if I address those feelings and you address mine, we will not argue about this again. Once you get that commitment, stick by it. So try that. Send that guy to me. Yo, I'll, I'll tell you what his handle is. Everybody. I love all of our Jefferson, internet therapists. Yes. Je- and some of them who make it their identity, like, here's how you deal with narcissistic parents. And every day they have, they talk about narcissistic parents. You're like, how are you not sick of this, dude? Absolutely. How are you not sick of this tragic, depressing topic? Um, yeah. Jefferson underscore Fisher. That oh. is the account. Um, He's an attorney. Yes. Cool. And he's got this like, the way he talks, it's like, oh, you have every, you yeah. probably don't get stressed very often. Yeah. Yes, daddy. <laughs> you know? I sure hope he doesn't. It doesn't seem a really like good it. Way to and the way the he looks at you, I can't really describe the way he looks at the camera, but something about it is super, uh, like, intriguing. Mm-hmm. He's not a mysterious man. That's not where his sexiness lies. His sexiness lies in his the confidence with which he speaks. And he's like, here's how to handle this really difficult situation. This is what you got to do. And you're like, fuck, man. That's what I, I, that's all it takes is just the confidence and I'm following along. You guys fucking, <sighs> seems wise. Yeah. Hot dudes. You're, you're, uh, um, like wise hot dudes. Yeah. What, what are you comfortable sharing about your love life at the moment or your, your, uh, rotation or your, we were talking about this earlier when you like somebody and you're like, for whatever reason, I got to stop. I got to stop liking you. It's not, you don't, you don't like me back, whatever. You just have to. Yeah. You can, it's almost impossible to do without having a crush on somebody else. 
Uh, I've found that to be for the most part true. I think, I think, uh, uh, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I, I kind of was like into somebody for a minute, very much so. And, um, they just kind of ghosted on me completely. And I just kept living on this loop of, you know, not only like thinking about what could I have done differently or what did I do to fuck it up? And then you're just like, and then also you're just on a loop thinking about them. And as time passes, you're like, oh no, I'm not knowing what they're doing anymore. I'm losing hold. And then it's just like this loop and it sucks and you don't want it because you're fucking rad and you're busy and you're doing shit and you're popping, but like you like them and you had a connection and it was intoxicating mm-hmm. and connection is intoxicating. It's real. Yes. And it's like, cause it's really hard to find your people. I think when mm-hmm. we find them, especially when it's somebody you want to fucking bang it out with, um, it's like the highest you can high. Yeah. I think, you know, it's like, well, we could have sex all day. Why don't we? Yeah, sure. <laughs> and that would be so groovy if we had the time and also the endurance. Um, yes. Well, now that we're runners, you know, it's coming. <laughs> but um, I think uh, I think I think uh, definitely, um, you know, meeting somebody else. And if you're left fortunate enough to do so, um, even if they are not necessarily your. um they come out of nowhere sometimes. You're like, oh, this is a new distraction. And that new distraction energy is great. You know? Um, and then finally, I'm out of the loop. You just, when you're like, it's so fun to have, when somebody has like a huge psychological hold on you and then you remove yourself from their grasp. Yeah. It takes a second, meaning that they have no real estate in your head that in terms of like the longing, right? You yeah. don't long for them. And not only that, but you sexualize, you fantasize about somebody else and now, Mm. and you don't care. You're like, what a much better place to be than to be within the grips of this man's attention. Especially if, especially if that person treated you so much better and nicer in that short amount of time. Yeah. And then you like really, really evaluate and you're like, what the fuck is wrong with me? I'm fucking idiot. With you? Well, you know, you just kind of, you're like, oh, I was, must have been settling in some way. Like you're just kind of, I was just treated so nicely within, in, with kindness and like intrigue and, and that's nice. All that. And, you know, and they're like this with you and you're like, hell yeah. Yeah. And then, and then you're like, you're, you're thinking about the other person and you're comparing it and you're like, bye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's nice. It. <laughs> it's nice when you can go suck on my nutties. Yeah. Peace out, guy. Yeah. I'm never seeing you again. Yeah. And I mean, maybe you will, but I just, I, and I, it's just nice to break the cycle of mm-hmm. the, who knows where it'll end up. But I've, I'm glad to finally be like where I, I don't know if I care about anything right now. Mm. I mean, b- besides my friends and myself, I don't, you know what I mean? And no. moving to New York. And moving to fucking New York. Yeah. You got to find, you got to keep, you got to keep refinding what keeps you going. Yeah. I think I'm done in LA. Yeah. It's not great, I've heard. It's there. been falling apart since COVID. Yeah. And I've lived way. there for a long time. I've lived there for time. a long time. Long ass time. I've been an artist there for a long time. Always a musician. Yeah. If you don't know. It's challenging. Everything's yeah. challenging as a musician when you're on a Nepo baby. <sighs> you know? Nepo's yeah. really got it made, man. Yeah. So they're I have hotter, no, they're richer. Sometimes they they're hotter, sometimes they're fucking not, Christina. Yeah, but and they that, got money and they can I, make uh, that face different. <laughs> True. Ooh, 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 ooh. They can get very expensive. I'm gonna go down to the doctor and get Skin me a creams. new nose. New nose, bitch. Yeah, get you your know, new nose. You know. Um, <sighs> but yeah, I, uh, I like New York. I always have, and I always will. And I'm just, I'm really kind of. Where the fuck am I? What am I going to do? Yeah. Yeah. Move here. That's why. Uh, yeah. And there's so much dong. To, there's so much dick to dong, be had. Dong, 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 Yeah. Uh, being single in New York is a thrill. It's not always great, but neither is being in a relationship. So it doesn't, no. that doesn't matter. But so, the best part is, is you have it no matter what. There's a new day and a new yeah. adventure and a new neighborhood full of a fuckload of humans. Yes. Yeah. And some of them could be your friends. Some of them could be your collaborators. Some of them could be love your that. fuck buddies. Some of them Ooh. can be whatever. Ooh, and it's that. nice. Love that. And everyone dresses weird and no one cares if you're weird because everyone's weird here. Yeah. Great. great. If you're normal, we're kind of like, <sighs> gross. Oh, God. My people. Yeah. How much time we've been doing, Mikey? 24. Oh, wow. I was going to say 27. 
Um, Ollie, I, I want to read a part of a self-help book and uh, give a little um, pre-spiel because there's a very specific reason why I'm, I'm reading this. But before that, I wanted to say you are on Twitch. I love Twitch. You love it. You Twitch love Twitch. You're going to get me on Twitch. I want Christina. I want guys we fucked on Twitch. Yes. Badly. Uh, what is Twitch? Why do you like it? Where can we follow you on it? And what can we expect when we do? Twitch is a streaming website similar to, say, has the capabilities of, say, Instagram Live or um, TikTok or um, YouTube. And uh, But it is its own little bubble. It's owned by... Uh, Bezos and um, Jeffrey, Jeffrey, Jeff, Jeff, <laughs> Chef, and, Jeff. um, you know, uh, da, 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 it is a, so it, you know, originates in gaming, obviously, uh, or maybe you didn't know that, but it originates in gaming, but is so much more beyond that realm now, way beyond. I kind of look at it like the best way to describe it as public access. Love that. Public Great access world. grew up on public access in my hometown, I loved all the public access I experienced and, you know, fantasizing about being able to control my own, you know, my own Saturday Night Live, if you will, or my own Wade's variety World. show. Yeah, Wade's World. That'd be dope, right? And yeah. then I kind of started to see that during COVID. I discovered Twitch very late in the game in my eyes. I think it was very late because it's been around for a minute. It might be new to you guys, too. So that's great. But I um, Yeah, I, I've been streaming on there. And I, as a musician, I've never really been able to find... Um, uh, I kind of came up with my career in the streaming era when it went from to downloads. And that was a big shell shock to a lot of people because it went from physical product to not. And I didn't really know how to build a fan base, get my music out there. Um, get, you know, I've been hopped around quite a bit in my, in my little musical lifetime, but Twitch has been the best way I think to kind of connect with people um, one-on-one -on -one because they can chat with you live and it's in real time. And so, um, and you can, and it can, only, it can be as grandiose as you want. You just basically keep investing and you can have like a whole studio. You can have just a simple screen, just one thing with your phone. It can be big. It can be really little. Um, I just love it. It's like yeah. the best. And Ollie, Ollie, if you don't know, Ollie made the song, for Corinne and I's uh, debut comedy special, Our Special Day, uh, you had this amazing song. We featured a couple of your songs on the podcast over the years, I believe. But uh, Weed Sex TV. Thank you. Yeah. Is such a great song. I love the music video. You. You're so out of the bo box creative. You are the equivalent of my old loft in my old apartment. Like you are that in human form. Like you oh. are an immersive theater experience. Um, you have great taste. You dress however you want in the moment and you have your own sense of style, not only in your clothes, but in the way you talk and the way you walk and the way you interact with people. So it's really, and the music you make is just a fucking bop every time. Thanks it's just so no, nice. Thanks for noticing me. Yeah. Well, you're really talented and you're fucking little weirdo and that's my shit. I know. That's why that's I like my you shit. Um, so what's, where do we follow you on Twitch? Well, it's Ollie. Like the skate trick, O-L-L-I-E, Problemas. That's problems in Spanish. And that's actually my artist name. My name is Olivia. That's true. But my artist name is Problemas. And you can find me on Instagram as well, Ollie Problemas. And pretty much if you Google that, you can find all my shit. Um, my website is problemasproblemas.com. And um, my record that you can purchase from me if you find to love it or enjoy it is called Doom Scrolling. And it is on vinyl. So good. As well as all the internets. So I really benefit from your support. If you feel like supporting me, buy my shit. And it comes from my hands, not from some company. I'm as DIY as it gets. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Um, okay. So I want to read a little bit of an excerpt. This is a little dark. Um, eh, dark. You know what? I'm not going to say. I'm not going to say that. Take Erase that from your head. Um, it's just a little... I remember I was reading the audio or listening to the audiobook section of the little chunk I'm about to read going, God damn, Jesus, don't sugarcoat anything, Pema. Pema Chodron, who wrote When Things Fall Apart and many other books. I love her. I love how she talks. I love how she writes. She keeps it real. She had a, an affair, kind of very famously, if you've read any of her books, um... One day her husband came home and was like, I, I'm leaving you. I'm in love with somebody else. And she was like, Aah! and and now she's like, that's the best thing that's ever happened to me. And so uh, there's a section on it's the, the book is called How We Live is How We Die. 
And there's a section, a chapter five, when appear when the appearances of this life dissolve, the bardo of dying. I wanted to read this anyway. I'm not reading it because like because I was listening to it. I'm like, oh, there's maybe um there's maybe some humor to be had in or or just humor in just how honest she is about the dying process because she's witnessed it. And it's like, we're all gonna die. I try to not be afraid of dying. It's a little hard because I think we're wired to survive. So because of that, our brains are just automatically going to be afraid. Mm-hmm. But speaking of death, uh, the co- the comedy community lost a fucking beautiful human last night. Kenny DeForest. I'm still, I don't have a reaction. Like, it's really sad and shocking. It's still, it's still really shocking. He's one of those comedians that was just lovely in 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 every way and so fucking funny. And so he's one of those people that like if you haven't had an interaction with him on uh, you were both on the same show, you're always happy to see him one. Is not a, there are a bunch of people like this but it's more rare of a quality. Whenever you see him his smile lights up the room and you're always in a great mood if he's on your show. It's really and he's really funny. And he's a he's a beautiful person and he died. He just fucking died. And that, that's a weird. It, I was saying to Ollie last night, I'm like, yo. People can just die. They can just leave. They can just they can just be here and then not and not and not be here. It that, really doesn't get any easier. It's you can crazy. Say it all you want. I said this yeah, just this, this last spring. My very best friend passed away. He just talked to me on Friday being like, dude, we got to go to this fucking dive bar I just found and passed away on his fucking motorcycle two days later. Just like that. Just like that. My drummer, my best friend gone. And I'm like, you can just leave me like that. You can just go. And not just me. The entire community was absolutely paralyzed for quite some time. Yeah. We love Jack. Dude, I'm so sorry for loss. It's it's jarring. It's just like... And and I know with the, my obsession with the afterlife and my my furthermore my obsession with communicating with somebody after they've passed, just because I've only not to say that I, I have not done that myself in terms of like the the way a medium can do it, but I've seen a medium do it for people, and you see somebody's life completely transform, and you're mm-hmm. like, oh, the rest of your life isn't going to be shit now because you got you were. You got what you needed to hear in order to make that internal shift in yourself to not be bitter, to not have a chip on your shoulder, to accept that he, this person is gone and to accept that it's sad, but to go, but I, in honor of this person, I have to live my life and have fun. Like mm-hmm. that's kind of, seems to me the consensus of what the people who are already dead want for you. But God damn, it's shocking. Mm. Have you heard from your friend, your drummer since he's passed? Um, Cause I'll give you signs if you. I think so. I think. There's a, been a couple moments like, you know, because when he he was my drummer and all it was just me and him playing music. And I, I was constantly searching for other bandmates. And then um, they kind of walked into my life. And right now I have like two bandmates and um, I don't know where it's going to go now that I have all these new potential plans. But that came right away. And I just really felt like Jack like sent that to me. And mm. I don't know what I'm thinking. I just it feels that way. And then I I don't know. There's been a couple moments where I just felt him. Yeah, I was like, you would love this. Mm. And I was like, maybe sitting right here. Yeah. You know, when you think that, I think it usually means that they are. Yeah. Um, or if you kind of call them in. Um, it's, it's what I've heard. I've not done it myself. I'd like to call them in. Yeah. I should try that sometime. Just try it. Um, but I want you to, I would love if you followed Kenny's Instagram, if you go, because if you go to Kenny's Instagram, he has a free comedy special and there's, there's all kinds of... Um, GoFundMe's for his medical expenses and, um, you know, do whatever you can consume it. He's a, he was a great comedian and my fucking all my love goes out to his family and his partner and his, oh my God. And just everybody. He was so fucking fantastic. Oh, so weird. Okay. So, but if you go to his Instagram, it's Kenny, K-E-N-N-Y, DeForest, like D-E- uh, yeah, I guess it's not like Forrest because there's only one R. D-E-F-O-R-E-S-T. Um, go to his Instagram, click the link on his link tree. There's all kinds of links to his comedy special. Uh, one of the buttons says subscribe to my OnlyFans for exclusive content. I don't think Kenny had an OnlyFans. Oh, shit. Did Kenny have an OnlyFans? <laughs> oh, no. 
No, wait, did he? <laughs> See, but you know, like the oh shit, Kenny had an OnlyFans. Is are are they like sexy? Oh, he he. Oh, okay. Wait, why is there only... I think they were trying to do... I think it was like... a like comedic comic. one. Yeah, I don't think it was like nudes or anything like that. Okay, I, this I, maybe is... Maybe I'm wrong. This is but. freaky, though. If you click on his OnlyFans... Yeah, it makes sense that Kenny would do that as a joke because that's hilarious. Uh, the thing... Things I like. So I guess this is things that Kenny liked. And it's just a video and the title is Oh, He Dead. <laughs> Cheapers. Cheapers, creepers, indeed. Um, but yeah. Uh, oh, so his special... Don't you know who I am? Is thirty? It says it's thirty-ish minutes long. Um, <laughs> I God, I fucking love Kenny. I fucking love Kenny. I, I'll, I'll, he will be so fucking missed. Anyway, um, you should go to his consume his comedy. He's incredible, and he'll probably appreciate it. He'll probably he's probably up there going, oh, now you watch my special, you mm-hmm. fucks. Not when I was born. Mm-hmm. You know what, Kenny? Mm-hmm. We're gonna keep your fucking promo going, baby. Mm-hmm. You don't gotta be a guest on this podcast in order to get your special out there. We're gonna fucking promote your special for you, um, and we love you. And I heard that it's. I watch a lot of near death experience videos of people who've died and come back. I heard it feels great. It feels beautiful and euphoric, and you've felt this love and comfort and 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 euphoria that you never even have gotten close to on earth which makes sense because earth is hard so i hope you're enjoying it but boy we fucking miss you kenny deforest god damn it r.i.p okay so chapter okay so this is how i want to do it so usually i'll read it and then if something strikes me i'll pause to comment but for you since we're both here if you want to press this button when you want me to pause mm-hmm. so you can either react comment if you have a story that relates to it, any if you just want to say anything mm-hmm. just press the button or you could say pause you know it doesn't mm-hmm. matter and i'll pause and mm-hmm. then we'll go to you mm-hmm. okay chapter five when the appearance of this life dissolve the bardo of dying when the appearances of this life dissolve may i with ease and great happiness let go of all attachments to this life as a son or daughter returning home that's a quote what does it mean for the appearance of this life to dissolve And how can that become an experience of joy and peace? In the Tibetan worldview, our bodies, see other cultures really got it right about death. America, not so right. The Tibetan worldview, uh, our bodies are made of five elements, earth, water, fire, air, and space. The earth element is everything solid in the body, bones, muscles, teeth, and so on. The water element is the various fluids such as blood, lymph, saliva. The fire element is our body's warmth, The air element is our breath. The space element is the cavities within our body. So like your vagina. On all the open spaces. (laughs) So like your pussy and butthole. There is also a sixth non-physical element that comes into play. Consciousness. Ooh, ooh. Mm. According to the uh, the Tibetan Book of the Dead, which I have read, but it's a lot. uh, During the dying process, these elements dissolve into one another from the grossest to the subtlest. This presentation may seem foreign or antiquated to us, but hospice workers have told me they recognize these stages in their patients. I'll describe the traditional progression while acknowledging that both end-of-life caregivers and Tibetan teachers report that, like other stages of life, the order of dissolution varies among individuals. This, too, is unpredictable. First, so when you die... First, the earth element dissolves into the water element. The dying person feels heavy. Sometimes they say, I feel like I'm sinking. Can you lift me up? At the same time, their eyesight starts to get weaker. Next, the water element dissolves into the fire element. The liquids start drying up. The dying person feels very thirsty. Okay, so this is presumably somebody who's dying of old age, I guess. Um, And will often ask for something to drink. We can't retain our fluids. Our hearing starts to go. Then the fire element dissolves into the air element and we feel cold. No matter how high the heat is turned up, no matter how many blankets we have on, we just can't get warm. The next stage is the air element dissolves into consciousness. It gets harder and harder to breathe, much like Adam Levine says. Our our breaths get longer and our in-breaths get shorter. Mm, yes. There are big gaps between breaths. Finally, after a long, a few long out-breaths, our breathing comes to an end. As Tr- uh, Trungpa Rinpoche said, you breathe out and keep going. No, mo- no more in-breath. Ooh. That's heavy. That's heavy, right? 
Yeah. But if it's going to happen, if, if, if we're all lucky to be dying of old age, that's going to happen. And if you can make that beautiful, oops, my fart sound effects were going off. Sorry, guys. If you can make that beautiful, I feel like that's pretty cool. I have the slightest idea on how to make that look beautiful. I, I don't either. I'm not. But maybe, perhaps Pema will show us. Um, at this point, probably not in this chapter, though, guys. You gotta get the book. <laughs> at, at this point, all ordinary sense perceptions have ceased. All thoughts, emotions, habitual patterns, and neuroses have ceased as well. Everything that had obscured our true nature is gone. Everything we considered me is gone. And this is the problem that I have with the, you know, and this is because we're humans, that's all. The near-death videos. They, they all try to say, near-death experience videos, they all try to say like your ego goes away and it, and it, and it, well, they do say they don't try and you don't, you have an identity. You don't have a name because none of that matters. And I'm like, it's really hard to conceptualize the fact that that doesn't matter because here we're so, especially now we're so encouraged to be our individual, purest, most genuine, most authentic, most fucking badass, most hardworking selves. And that's hard a lot of the time. Yeah. But then you're dying and then, and then what you're, it like, doesn't you're matter. No longer. At that moment, it's over. Yeah. And none of that shit, Matt, like, that's why I, that's why I like thinking about death because it makes you not get so caught up in shit that doesn't matter. It's so easy to be like, was she mad at me at work the other day? I, I don't know. Like, you know, when you dwell on something, you're like, why am I dwelling on this? Yeah, absolutely. When you think about death, you're like that. Okay. No, no dwelling today. Right. And then just dwelling too hard on being sad because you're like, mm -hmm. oh, no, I, I'm wasting a lot of time being sad and the day's going by quite fast. And yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> OK. Um, OK. So at this point, all ordinary sense perceptions have ceased. All thoughts, emotions, habitual patterns and neuroses have ceased as well. Everything that obscured our true nature is gone. Everything we considered me is gone. The appearances of this life have dissolved and we have returned to the natural simplicity of our true nature. According to Western medicine, the person is dead. Life is over. But in the Buddhist teachings, it is said that an internal process known as the inner dissolution continues. In this final dissolution of our lifetime, the element of consciousness dissolves into space. This process is also unpredictable. But in general, it is said that to last about 20 minutes. For this, uh, for this reason, the teachings recommend letting the body be without touching or moving it for at least that amount of time, preferably longer. Okay, so after the person's medically dead, just give them a second. The inner well, it's rigor mortis too, right? Because the, the, oh, the yeah. poop comes out. Oh, what? Sorry, I wasn't trying to be graphic or I mean, I'm, I'm literally talking about how the body dies. So that's what happens. Cool. I pooped? just didn't. Uh, yes. Do you fart? So listen, this is heavy, but like when you die, like your 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 colon. Yes, mama. No, 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 no. You know, you go. Yeah. You think you go like this? All your poop comes out like a sir, yes sir. Comfort. All your stuff, and then your all your poop. You your yeah, bowels empty for the first time in your whole life. On <laughs> your bowels own. are fully empty. You didn't have to push. Or have lactate or like all, all the stool softeners or enemas. It, it just comes out. It just comes out. Well, because then your body's actually relaxed for the it's first time ever is when you're first dead. Time. So your colon's no longer doing its thingy. <sighs> it's colon shit. So that too, that's the other thing that happens. Did she not talking about that? Did she talk about that yet? I, I mean, mean, not yet. She's keeping that part. Maybe, maybe she tiny. will. I mean, you got to throw in a fart joke here somewhere. Please, lady. No. No. <laughs> All right, fine. Uh, okay, so uh, the, okay, got it, got it, got it. The next thing that happens, according to the teachings, is that an egoless, uh, egoless me recovers consciousness and the mind is experienced in a completely naked, unobstructed way. Sounds fucking great. I'll have that drug. <laughs> this is sometimes referred to as the mind of clear light of death. It only lasts for a moment, Damn it. But as we will see, preparing for this experience can short circuit the entire cycle of birth and death and cause full awakening on the spot. Wait, what? So you're a spirit just like hanging out in your bod right then is what they're saying? I guess so. You haven't gone to heaven yet? You're Not just yet. Like just chilling? Uh, maybe. This is, considered, like 
Yeah, this is considered such a precious opportunity that all of my principal teachers have emphasized preparing for it as one of the most important endeavors of life. Damn, one of the most important moments of your life is after you die? Ugh. To see how such a thing is possible requires some understanding of the innermost essence of our mind. When we talk about the awakened mind, we often use adjectives such as wide open, unobstructed, unbiased, and infinite. But the amazing thing is that these words also apply to your mind, Ew. Mm. as well as to your cousin's mind, your boss's mind, your irritating neighbor's mind, everybody's mind. Traditionally, this and everybody's also going to fart when they die. So <laughs> sit on those apples. Traditionally, the universal awakened mind is compared to the sky. From our perspective on the ground, the sky appears clear on some days, but is obscured on others. But no matter how clouded over and dark it is, if we go up in an airplane, we see that the vast blue sky is and always has been right there all day, every day. For many of us, when it comes to the sky-like mind, the weather seems predominantly cloudy. Instead of being awake to the vibrancy of the phenomenal world and its continuous flow of birth and death, sounds, when you put it that way, sold. We live in a version of reality where we often feel completely distracted and lost in thought. We're not in tune to the fact that everything from our environment to our loved ones to our very bodies changes instant by instant. We don't see how our emotions and storylines have no real substance to them, how they are as ephemeral as mist. Oh, Sock it to me, Pema. So basically, like our goals mean nothing, nothing anymore. And they seem so. And they never really did. They just kept us going. You know how people are like, and I'm like this, a to do list, a schedule that keeps me going. If I didn't have any of that, I'd be a sad sack of shit. Yeah. You're good at planning. Love planning. Yeah. I had to, it had to for survival. Right. <laughs> These thoughts and emotions feel so solid to us that they can completely obscure the open clarity of our mind. Once in a while, however, we make glimpse, uh, we make glimpse the blue sky through a gap in the clouds. This often happens when something unexpected interrupts the habitual workings of our mind. For instance, back in the 80s, I was walking down a, uh, a Boulder, Colorado street in my maroon robes, completely lost in thought. A car full of college boys grr, drove up <laughs> alongside me and one of them rolled down the window and yelled, get a job. <laughs> What a fucking lame-ass thing to yell. It was especially disorienting because I happened to be walking to work. For a moment, my habitual mind just stopped, and I experienced everything in an utterly fresh way. Thanks to those boys, I experienced a major gap in the clouds. Glimpses of the sky can come to us in many ways, but they often involve an experience of groundlessness. The sound of an explosion startles and disorients us. We almost slip on the ice. We receive some unexpected news, very bad or very good. From out of nowhere, our mind stops and we look out and there's a vivid, timeless world. I mean, that's some good shit. Yeah. I um, I like that she... Never mind. I just no. thinking about how they heckled her when she was walking and how it like made her just like... She turned it up. She turned that frown upside down. Yeah. <laughs> and she was like, you know what? Instead of calling you disgusting, horny twats covered in jizz... I'm going to actually thank you for giving me a gap in the clouds. Mm. Yeah. I aspire to be like that. Finding the beauty in everything. Yeah. Sounds like annoying to be around. It it's like, totally come on. I know. Bitch about something, Pema. I mean, she. I'm sure she does. She's. She seems like a down to earth bitch. Bitch respectfully. I just, you know, I, I really try to project that on my little Twitch streams. I'm like, you guys stay positive no matter what. You're pretty no positive. What, everything. But I feel like sometimes I'm fucking faking it to just believe it. Because sometimes you have to though, right? I have to. Yeah. I'm just like saying it for myself, but I'm saying it for them. Because I'm like, I, I feel like by being a light for someone else, it helps me be a light to myself. Yeah. I don't know. Wait. Yeah. Hold on. Wait. That was great. That was really profound. Mikey, how much time we at? 48. Well, 49. shit, bitch. Shit, bitch. You were here. You made it. You made it to that conversation. Make sure to follow Kenny DeForest uh, on Instagram and watch his specials. And there are links that he's tagged in uh, to donate to his GoFundMe. He had a GoFundMe up that raised a lot of money for his medical bills. And his medical bills didn't go away, even though his consciousness did. And boy, death is weird, huh? 
mm-hmm. we can just die and it could be sudden. And that's um, very strange. As somebody who has not experienced death a lot, I have not. But a lot of people I know have. You are one of them, Molly. This last year, this last, I've lost three people. I've lost my uncle, my neighbor slash bestie, and my bestie. Yeah, I'm so Damn. sorry for your loss. What helps? Like, um, I, I, I found it really interesting when Corinne was talking about, like, responses that were helpful and responses that weren't helpful. Um, when friends tried to comfort you and you don't know what to say. And I, I blame that on us not talking about death very often. Like what happens when you die? What, what are the thought processes when somebody dies suddenly? You know, what, what are the emotions you go through? So if do you have anything that stands out as yeah. good or bad, but- one thing is that you, um, you should acknowledge or be okay with the fact that it may get harder actually as time goes on, because you're, especially if that person was very close to you or on your, in your schedule of life, mm. um, how things shift and change um and time doesn't always yeah they say it's like a great healer right like it heals all wounds allegedly so many i think but at times it can i don't know i think about um things i'd like to tell jack and i think about how proud of me he'd be for doing this thing and i think about how he would have had great advice for this fucking tool bag that I was seeing for a minute. And I think about how he'd um, like this new, like I, I, like I wrote this song this summer about kind of inspired by Jack called um, LLV or uh, Oblivion. Um, And it's kind of the chorus is, ouch, I flew too close to the sun and now I'm burning. It's like my favorite song I've ever written, but I would not have written it if Jack wouldn't have left this earth straight up. Damn, yo. And that's fucked up. That's fucked up. Well, I think about that a lot. I think about that a lot. And it's just all the things that would happen if that wouldn't have happened. You know, I, I, I there is something about like when somebody dies, I imagine more, more so when it's sudden, but like Kenny, I mean, if anybody brings up Kenny in conversation, you're going to go like I would go and anybody in the comedy community would go oh, fucking love that guy. So it's not like we didn't. But you just appreciate you. You really take time out in your private day or night to go over what that, per- how lovely that person was and All every single thing that they did that you were like, man, you didn't have to do that and you did it. No. Fucking rad. Yeah. Another one, actually one wonderful thing I will say is I, I, I really feel like you pretty much only remember the greatest things about them when they die. The, yeah. the bad things are, they just, they become these. This like, doesn't matter. Well, they become like, you know what? All of a sudden you're wiser and you're like, I know why they did that. I see why they did that. Mm. Cause you can like, you look at them from this abstract, like point, they're gone. They're no longer there to, I guess, defend themselves or for you to ask them questions. It's now a memory. It's now a time and it's left for you to always kind of, not always, but you can go back and kind of though you get, you continue to get wiser. They're in heaven now. And you can kind of use, I don't know, you use those experiences, the, the, the time, your memories that you had with them or of their stories they told you, you can end up using them for your own guidance. Mm. I don't know. Um, yeah, that makes me think of like. He was so outdoorsy. I, I wish, I, I, I love how, that. How do, you, how do you think that about a person bef- without them having to die? Like, I wish I could think that about. I already, lo- I already people in my life him. that I don't talk. Oh, okay. I, see. I, I worshipped see. him. I loved him. I only loved him more when he died. I gotta yeah. say, I, I, yeah. But you loved him so much. When loved he was him. He was so fucking cool. Yeah, damn. Dude. He was fucking cool. He was cool. He was casual. He fucking no bullshit. He knew how to. He knew how to drink. He knew how to. He knew how to camp. He knew how to get away. He knew how to live. He was an outdoorsy, cool motherfucker. He knew how to make limoncello. Nice. What's that? It's a liqueur made out of lemon. Badass. And you can make it pretty easy. Okay. So he kinda had like a moonshiny kind of like okay, vibe. So, so he like nerded out in several categories of life. Yeah. I fucking love that he shit, was so dude. lovely. Yo, my and friend. And he was from yeah. St. Louis. And he was- I bit, love St. Louis. My, you know what? I learned about him. I'll tell you what. He was in bands in St. Louis. And he, he, he moved to LA at like age 40. And he was around 40-something-ish when he died. But um, he- um had a whole fucking music career in St. Louis. And when he moved to LA, I had known that he had been a musician, but I didn't know the capacity. 
he had just been very like nonchalant about it. Yeah, I played in some music. Yeah, I played in some bands. It was, I needed to change, move to, move to LA. And after he passed, we had a GoFundMe for him and the money raised was fucking shocking. I, I didn't, I was overwhelmed by how much people loved him and were able to get for him. But also videos came out of him in his bands and he was the lead goddamn singer. And I don't know why I didn't, I don't feel like I really, when he didn't either, he didn't tell me that. He didn't like lean into he it. He didn't lean into it. Didn't he wear was it just as a very badge. dismissive. He was very just, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And the videos that I saw, like I've only seen them the last few weeks. He's a fucking star. He was like the leader. He was like, all right, everybody over here. We got so-and-so on drums. And we got so-and-so. And I'm fucking Jackie boy. And the whole fucking audience like is amped and they're clapping and he's got an amazing voice. And I'm just like, he was my drummer and he loved me. And he's like, come on, Ollie, let's, let's do this one again. No biggie. And mm. I just. Good attitude. Dude, he was just like so goddamn dope. Cool. You should ask him for a specific sign when you're ready. He'll give it to you. And you're going to be so. like, what the? Oh, yeah, I know so. I wear his leather jacket every day almost. Ask him for something specific that was like an inside joke between you guys. Or it's just <laughs> something that he loved. <laughs> okay. You know? <laughs> something that would make you happy and go. Because one day you're going to you're gonna see it. And you're going to go, yo, what up, Jack? And it's going to be amazing. <laughs> oh, man, I miss him. Yeah. Um, and where, how do we follow you on Twitch? What's your screen name? Is uh, Ollie yes. Pro- Problemas? Yeah, Ollie Problemas. That's O-L-L-I-E-P-R-O-B-L-E-M-A-S. And every Twitch screen name or website is going to have twitch.tv slash and then the name. So you cool. can't fuck it up. Twitch.tv slash Ollie Problemas. All one word. Don't worry about the lowercase or none of that. It's Ollie Problemas. And um, it's free. Um, Twitch is completely free. I highly recommend it. And I'm not the only badass motherfucker on there. It is like the coolest website. Honestly, I highly recommend public access because you get television, unfiltered, unreal people. It's just a whole new Democratic. way. To, it's a whole new way to consume um, media. And yes. I would just look into streaming, you guys, in terms of entertainment. Fuck all these corporations controlling Disney Plus and this and that. And when you can like do, you can watch real people creating content. Yes, and I support agree. real, real independent creators, and yeah, do Twitch rules. Yeah, you're crushing it. Thanks, Christina. And I want to plug two more things. One is my girl Donna Guerreros, who I was um, in the Beyonce movie with and attended the Beyonce concert with, and I just love her very much. She's uh, she's a fantastic human being. Um, uh, she has an offer for you guys. One thing I am good at is manifesting. I gotta say, I'm fucking fantastic at it. It's still, it's hard still because you gotta, you gotta fight all the negative thoughts in your head. Uh, but that's every everybody goes through that. So um, she has a really great vision board brainstorm class um, that you can you can get thirty percent off of if you want. If you go to thedonnas.com, there's only one n. thedonnas.com slash shop. The code is let's go l e t l e T-S-G-O, all caps, no space, for 30% off. Uh, I signed up for it and I'm about to take it, so I can't give you a review. But having known Donna, I know it's going to be fantastic. Um, And I'm so excited. If you are in New York City on Saturday, January 20th, there's not a ticket link up, but save that date in your calendar, baby girl, baby boy, baby days. Um, 8.30 p.m., I am having a live kickoff show for Wait What. That is my newest podcast about aliens, ghosts, psychedelic, the healing powers of psychedelic um, drugs. Uh, Myself and uh, author Daniel Pinchback are co-hosting it. It's going to be a live show. I especially want you to come if you are in the area and you can, number one. But secondly, we want to have like a town hall style thing at the end of the show. We're interviewing John Ronson. John Ronson is, she's been on Guys Who Fuck Twice. He's a fantastic, He's written books, uh, So You've Been Publicly Shamed, The Men Who Stare at Goats, The Psychopath Test. Like, this guy is, a, he's amazing. So he knows a lot about psychic phenomenon. I emailed him, asked him to be on. He said yes, and he got really excited because he goes, oh, I got stories. And I was like, yes, bitch. <laughs> um, so this is going to be a live show at MCM Production Studios. They, they're the ones who filmed our comedy special, and it's a cool room, and it's going to be a cool night. At the end, um, if you have an experience with UFOs, aliens, uh, the afterlife, if you have psychic ability, if you have mediumship ability or any, we are reserving the last, 
I don't know however many minutes, however many you guys are and have crazy stories that you want to share, but we're reserving the last, you know, 30 minutes of the show to like a town hall style. What have you experienced or what are you capable of? Because I think that people are our best resources and sharing and hearing each other's stories really changes your view of the world. And one of the reasons why I'm so excited about this new show is because if we can actually get some understanding about these concepts, we can enjoy our lives better and we don't have to live them so fucking stressed out all the time. And um, yeah, so uh, Saturday, January 20th, 8.30 p.m. uh, When the ticket link is up, you will see it in the link tree, uh, link in my bio, which is at Christina Hutch. Guys, thank you so much for letting me be the voice in our heads and my girlfriend, Olivia. I like that guy. No. Thank you, Christina. It has been an honor to talk to you. Hell yeah. And do your thing. Brat. Brat. Good night. Love you. <laughs>